Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older and use nicotine or tobacco, I want to tell you about Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. What are they made of? Cured edible green leaves, food-grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical-grade nicotine. No tobacco leaf or stem. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco and want to join the Black Buffalo herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online and they ship directly to most states. Or check out their store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Tura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts i'm saleha mosin and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The volume. Yo, what is up? Amp, this is your favorite daily college football podcast, Snaps, uh, hosted by myself, T Bob Abear, and SEC record holder, Mr. QB1 himself, Aaron Murray. Aaron, what's up, brother? Looking faded up. Fresh yeah. off a photo shoot, ready to be on the cover of what is it, Brookhaven Boys? What's the name of the magazine? Brookhaven Boys. Uh, <laughs> I'm actually drawing a blank on what the magazine's called right wow. now. Wow. Uh, Do you know, it's something bucket, 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 bucket. Oh, the bucket, bucket boys. Bucket no, boys it's magazine. Nothing to do with boys. Zero to do with boys. There was boys and girls in the shoot, FYI. Oh, really? So it was a, yeah, it was a, um, very lovey-dovey. Have a good time. What the hell is the magazine called? Simply Buckhead. There you go. Simply Buckhead in stores, June, August, July, August uh, edition. So make sure you get it, blow it up, put it in your house. And yes, yeah. yes. Everybody get a regional Atlanta magazine featuring Aaron <laughs> Murray on the cover on this national football, this national college football podcast. I agree. Every single one of you should find Every a one way of you better do it to get yeah. a copy of simply. If I don't have simply Buckhead coming to me already, I am going to be terribly upset. 
Aaron Murray. I'm going to frame it for you, T-Bob. Don't worry. You're going to get a nice frame. Put it right there. Of, you know, blue suit. I did one picture in a banana suit before I took it off. The banana suit. And then you get the white suit on top of that as well. So a nice trio. Very nice frame for you. Will be a a preseason little gift. Probably somewhere around the... uh, I'll bring it to SEC Media Days for you. I, I, I could not think of a worse gift. Yeah. Uh, like I literally, you really stop and think about it. Like, uh, mm. what here, here is a picture of me. Uh, you're welcome. And I guess I've kind of done that a couple of times with my parents, right? You like give them like a picture yeah. of your kids and it's like a little less dickish, but I've always found it to be a little dickish. It's, it's, it's like a little narcissistic, but, uh, I would expect nothing less from our QB one. So, but, but Aaron, look, we don't need to start antagonistically here because I need your help. Okay. Thank you. Um, me, is there a bucket? I was trying to make a bucket joke. I couldn't find one. The point is, you've already gone through vasectomy. You've been snipped. And on today's show, we're going to talk about the chopping block. Okay. Which college coaches nuts are on the line going into this 2023 season? We have a top 10 chopping block list, but it's all in uh, pursuit of, or it's all because uh, tomorrow at 11 30 a.m., I too will be getting. A vasectomy. So that's right. It's time to get snipped. So I'm looking for some snip tips, Aaron Murray. Mm. As someone who just went through this, what do I need to know? Like, do I need to completely shave my felts beforehand? Are they going to shave? Like, like, what would be your biggest tips for getting snipped? I mean, I would clean yourself up ahead of time just to just to do it your way. Make sure everything's nice and smooth, and and, and it's a clear landing spot for the you know the scissors to kind of open you up a little bit. Uh, I would I would I would attempt to bring headsets and hopefully your doctor doesn't chat as much as my doctor did. Cause I would have been a lot more enjoyable if I could have just put on like a YouTube video and watched golf for that 30, 45 minutes that it was going on. Uh, instead of talking about college football with a guy that was literally messing with my cojones and cutting <laughs> me open. Yeah. And barking at me. So that would have been nice. So maybe just walk in there with headsets and just give a thumbs up to the doctor that I'm ready to go and then sit down and just, you know, relax for a little bit. But it's uh, it's painless. You feel a little bit of tugging when they sew you back up. You can kind of feel the. <laughs> but other than that, it's uh, you're in, you're out. Um, feel bad for your wife. She has three kids. She has to deal with all weekend. Ice, ice, and ice. Yeah. Relax and just drug yourself up, man. Just eat those pills like candy, and oh, you'll yeah. be good to go. Yeah. There you go. Um, should did you ever get stem treatment at Georgia? Will that facilitate my recovery? Should I try to get yeah, some I stem? That. No, oh, my no. balls know that would not feel good. For those who don't know, too, to do stim, you have to like Make powder sure. up your hands and then they like rub you. So obviously, yeah. I'm just trying to look for a happy. You do not want anything that, that touch your balls for okay. about okay. a week. So like no yeah. kids in the lap. Like that's not bullshit. No, like I tell my wife, God, like, no, 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 I cannot. No. Oh, really? My son hit me in the nuts about four times that week. And it was one of the worst pains of my life. Yeah. You want nothing to get close to your nuts. Okay. Last question. All. Last yep. question. Um, when I'm shaving, do I need to go? Like, where's the cutoff? Is it the bottom of the scrotum? Do I need to clear my taint out? Like, like where? Well, just and do, I'm sorry. I, mean, I might wish as well just the, do it. It's like a spring cleaning. You just give, okay. give yourself a nice full spring. Just really go down there. Okay. I mean, I did just really buy like a straight straight. safety razor the other day, yes. and I'm really enjoying it. I mean, look how clean my cheeks look. Get my daughter man, finally kissed my cheeks here. Get the um, Ian. You know, look, if somebody wants to advertise with us, I am more than willing to give the product. 
I am more than yeah. willing to give the product a second chance. I did not have a great experience the first time around. So mm. um, if, if, if something is supposed to, no, no, no. If something is supposed to be waterproof, it shouldn't die in the shower. Like it makes no sense that water would ruin it. I, I feel like it was just a bit, bit misrepresented, but I'll try to get, I'll try to get, I don't want to get into another tip with Manscaped. So good, dude. Send me another product. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm always open to, 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 you maybe had just had a bad batch or something. Uh, so Aaron, any more sub tips? That's it. We ready to get into this list? Let's get into this list. Good luck. Um, right. you'll be fine. You'll be fine. You're getting snipped. I just set in my sample this past week, expecting to. I think I'm at the point. I'm at eight weeks now, so I should be nice. completely clear of okay. Being able so to produce again. Danny Hopefully. raises a good point. Tell me if you think this is dumb. I bought Manscaped for my wife's birthday. Right. Because here was my thought process it was like women have to shave their legs all the time. Right. Yep. I can't imagine that shaving hair off of a leg is any different from shaving hair off of, you know, a, a pubic mound. And so my kind of idea was if I get her this waterproof thing, well, then she'll be able to shave her legs. So that'd be like so much easier. Yeah, but it doesn't go all the way down. Like when the women shave, it's like clean shave. Come to find out. Like Yes. Yeah. I, I didn't know this. Okay. Yeah. And so, yes, sometimes we have to learn hard lessons. I still yeah. contend though, that it is just as usable for a woman as it is a man. Okay. But that's fine. I'm not ter terribly terrible. good gift giver, but I've been, I've been, I'm getting better since that moment. Was that a bit of a last second target trip? Yes, it was. But you know what else came out of that last second trip? An air fryer. And you I know what has been a good gift? Face. An air fryer. I would have loved to see her face when she opened up a package to a manscaping <laughs> razor. She was probably like, are you fucking serious? <laughs> she was not happy. Um, and she didn't seem to jive in my logic it's either, worst, which I don't really maybe understand. Maybe the worst still, gift of all time. No, maybe I mean, that's what Danny said. I think that's, I think yeah, that's bullshit. It's so bad. I think, that is, that is I think so it's bad. actually pretty thoughtful. Like, okay, no, okay. Even if horrendous. the execution of the gift is shit, it is thoughtful for me to be like, okay, how can I make her date like how can i make her life better right like that's all i was trying to do that sue me okay fucking come after me okay i i'm like jesus i'll take all your arrows okay i'll take okay. them i'll take arrows. this persecution where did jesus uh, take an arrow uh, well, uh, metaphorical arrows aaron and he's taking a lot of them okay yeah. and he the, the point is i too will stand here and take this criticism and, and and just and just eat it and be upstanding but it was a good idea okay my You're heart big man, t bob my heart was in the right place. That's all I'm saying. Okay. And you cannot accuse no. me. I may be a shit gift giver, but my heart was in the right place. Also, you, you should have seen this video I made for my wife on Mother's Day. We golden son. Uh, all right. It is time to talk about the top 10 college football coaches whose nuts are on the chopping block. Whack. Danny put like a little whoosh right there. And like, a, oh, maybe like a Wilhelm scream in there. That'd be so good. Um, Aaron, I know you're not going to agree with my number one, but I bet you he's on your list. My number one is that some a bitch Neil Brown up yeah. there in Morgantown, West Virginia. I'm over him. Kill you know him. how kill I him. feel about him, him. Okay, my okay. wife's family is all him. from Morgantown. They're West Virginia natives. They're good damn people. West Virginia is a state, and a Morgantown's a city filled with damn good people, and they deserve better than what Neil Brown has given him. And maybe the craziest part about all of this, we're going to see a consistent theme here throughout this show. First off, do not trust pandemic results, good or bad. Show me the results around the pandemic, and I'll tell you how I feel about the coach. Secondly, 
Uh, I cannot get over how much odd connective tissue there is between Neil Brown and Ed Ogeron, right? Because Neil Brown, of course, is at Troy. He had three really good years at Troy, won 10 games. But what was his biggest win ever there? Beating LSU and Ed Ogeron. Why did he get that West Virginia job? Yes, it was the 10-win seasons, but a lot of it was beating LSU in Tiger Stadium, like a game that you just never, ever see. LSU had like an insane out-of-conference win, win streak going at the time. But um, so, so, so he beats Edo there. He gets the job. And then the reason why I still think he's interested to be compared to O is because in 2019, O wins a national championship. He signs an extension. Two and a half years later, He's out, or excuse me, one and a half years later, excuse me, one and a half year later, he is out. How much did it cost after going perfect, best college football season ever? How much was his buyout? 17 million. West Virginia went from five and six, I believe, to four and to, to six and four in 2020, six and four. And they gave Neil Brown an extension. To, to to the point where if you would have wanted to fire him a year and a half later, the same timeline as O, removed from a national championship, if you would have wanted to fire Neil Brown last year, it was going to cost you more than it cost to fire Ed Ogeron. Tell me Jeez. how that makes any sense at all. He went 15 at the perfect season. Like that is awful leadership from West Virginia uh, athletic directors. They, they have no money to spend. It's why the AD got fired. They want to fire Neil Brown. They just can't. But I think this year is finally going to be the straw that broke the camelback. The number will come down enough. Neil Brown, get the fuck up out of here, dude. You're already cut, okay? In my mind, I'm done. I'm absolutely done yeah. with Neil Brown in Morgantown. Yeah, you, you hit all the points there. He's got to go. Losing seasons three of the past four. And, and like T-Bop said, we will reiterate, like the, the, the COVID year does not count for a lot of people. That was just such a kooky year. You got to look past it. Uh, he's got to go. If it, if it wasn't for the money, he'd be gone after last season. This is the year. It could be a, a four or five games of the season. Slow start for West Virginia. He's the first coach out. I think he's the first coach that gets fired. I don't think yep. he makes it to the rest of the season. So Neil Brown at hell one. Yeah. I'm with you on that one. Yeah. Hell yeah. Good. Snip hell him. yes. Snip them. Snip them. All right. Uh, I guess I got. I'll, I'll go two. We'll see if we like the two one. I got Tom Allen at Indiana. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, he's yeah. Well, he so he is on my at ten. I have like kind of like unexciting coaches that are also definitely yep. going to get fired, and Tom Allen's one of one of those names for sure. Yeah, I mean, listen, Indiana is not a a, a place where you feel like you can win consistently. Uh, so it's it's not like this is this incredible job that he's completely crapped the bed at. But he also hasn't had success since you know he lost Penick. So six and eight over the past two seasons. Yep. That's just not good enough to sustain, especially when you know your conference is going to be getting boatloads of money. When your conference is as good as it is, you got to play a little bit better than that. So I don't think Indiana's in a spot to have success this season. I think he'll make it through the year. I don't think we're talking about like a Neil Brown situation here right now, but another losing season for Indiana. You make it three in a row. I think he's on his way out after this year. So the only thing about Tom Allen is he had the two good years, right? He went eight and five and 19, but like you said, it was with Michael Penix and it was with Kalen DeBoer, right? Yeah. Um, and then in 2020, you were really good in the pandemic, but again, that kind of, we're going to see more and more does not matter, but then two and 10 and four and eight. And now the thing is though, after the two good years, they did sign him to a seven year extension where if he gets fired, 
he is guaranteed the rest of his contract. So that will be something to watch, but maybe that's why it's an after-season decision. But either way, yeah, I feel it very hard to feel like they're just going to take Tom Allen if his record is that bad once again. Uh, okay, so I'm fine with it being number two. Um, and again, I'm not super married to my orders. Like We can workshop that, but number two yeah. on my list is Butch Jones. Uh, Butch Jones, if you will. As uh, you know how I feel about Butch Jones, I think he pulled the biggest home move of all time when he went crawling back to the Alabama halfway house. And not to say that just taking the job at Alabama is bad. I get that. We would all do the same thing. But smoking the cigars in the Tennessee locker room is just one of those karmic moments where the gods do not forget and the gods do not forgive. And Butch Jones, you're you're a loser. Like, I don't know what else to tell you. Like, like I, I have the scene pictured in my head. And by the way, what he's done since I, I can't wait to see who's going to fall into the hey, let's make Butch Jones our head coach trap next. Because at Arkansas State in yep. two years, he's gone two and ten and three and nine. And the visual mm-hmm. that I love, Aaron, what I keep thinking about is like, like a drug addict who has relapsed. He shows back up at the Alabama halfway house, hat in hand, and Saban's kind of like, God damn it, Butch. I was hoping never to see you here again. And he's like, oh, I know. I'm sorry, sir. I'm sorry, sir. I just need some help. You know, saving kind of grimaces, kind of sighs. It's like, all right, man. Well, you know what? You're always welcome here. Now, go wash the car and get the lake house ready for Miss Terry. Because that's what Butch Jones is going to be doing here in another year. He's going to be back in the halfway house, back waiting hand on foot on his little king, little Nicky. So get the hell out of here, Butch Jones. I'll, I'll, I'll take that at three. I had, I had Dino at three, but I can move Dino to four. Um, that's fine with me. I'd, I'd Butch up there too. Uh, I, I like Dino at four. I'll, I'll give you the reasons why. Um, he's he's the offensive guy. You know, he was brought in there to run this unique offense, up tempo, spread you out, score a bunch of points. They they haven't finished higher than seventh in the ACC in the past four years in scoring offense. He's thirty six and forty nine overall, nineteen and and thirty nine, I believe, in conference play just not good enough. Like you brought the excitement. You had a good start to the year last year, going six and zero. you finished yep, the season off awesome. one and six. Mm. Um, they've been wanting him out. The offense has been stagnant. It's uh, once again, there's not an easy place to win. I get that. They have not had a lot of success since joining the conference, but um, they still have a lot of pride. I mean, that's, I, I, I know a lot of people there. It's more my hometown is got a lot of family up there. And it's been for two years now, nonstop bitching, moaning on our family group message that yeah. Dino needs to go. He's just not getting it done. I think this is, I think he's one of the guys too that, you know, Butch, these these guys that are still, you know, two, three years into a contract that, that maybe they get through this year, you know, whether it's mediocre or not. I think Dino needs a massive year if he wants to keep his job. I don't see it happening. Um, I think they're a six and six, seven and five team once again. I think that is the final straw for Syracuse to final move on from Dino Babers. So what you're telling me is that Dino may be on the brink of being extinct. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No more Dino. Mm-hmm. Well, a little you like meteor, that for you go with Dino a at four. Uh, college football meteor about to hit him. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm definitely cool with Dino at four. I had a, I had a, so I, I I feel like my top five are guys that I know are probably going to be fired. Our top five that yeah. we're putting here. Together right now, we got Neil Brown, we got Butch Jones, we have um, Tom Allen, Dino Babers, and I think Pat Fitzgerald, man. It sounds crazy. Yeah. A couple of no years ago, it. Pat Fitzgerald, and he's been there forever. And so mm-hmm. maybe it's one of those lifelong jobs that they just let him keep going. But when it got, I mean, 
JLab has something for everyone with earbuds and headphones that are as versatile as you are. Perfect for calls, listening to podcasts, and working out. They are built for every single moment. JLab is proud to partner with Powerhouse College Athletics, UCLA, Duke, Gonzaga, Indiana, St. John's, TCU, Vanderbilt, Arkansas, Minnesota, San Diego State, and more. From lively tailgates to coaches' play calling and courtside rivalries to college athletics and IL deals, JLab joins the action and connects with 182 million plus college sports fans nationwide. They're excited to partner with 17 D1 college schools showcasing their passion and loyalty of fans and athletes across the United States. Whether creating cutting-edge tech products or pursuing athletic greatness, being the best takes hard work and commitment. JLab is proud to partner with schools who are showcasing the hard work, perseverance, and even the championship celebrations across all college sports. Use code SNAPS25 for 25% off your order. Visit JLab.com to find your kind of tech. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older and use nicotine or tobacco, I want to tell you about an American-made success story in Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. Black Buffalo's nicotine pouches are not owned by Big Tobacco. They're an independent company proudly built right here in the USA for 21 and over adult consumers. Black Buffalo was built by dippers with decades of smokeless tobacco use. They believed the market wanted tobacco alternative nicotine products that offered the best of both worlds. Bold flavor, full pouches. What are they made of? It's pretty simple. Cured edible green leaves, food grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical grade nicotine. Most importantly, there's no tobacco leaf or stem. All proudly made right here in the USA. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco, and want to join the Black Buffalo Herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online, and they ship directly to most states. Or check out the store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It has gotten so bad. And it's weird because, again, 
he is one of the COVID outliers, right? You see in that age of insanity, some people just handled it better than others, but it hasn't been a great indicator of who can succeed when things got back to normal. Yeah. Because while in 2020, Northwestern was very good, and I think they ended up maybe playing for like a share of the Big Ten title, even they lost it or whatever. But if you look at 19, 21, and 22, you're talking about a combined 7-29 and 29 record. You're talking about beating Nebraska on the Irish stage last year, getting everybody fired up, only then to lose out afterwards. So um, it sucks. But, yeah, I think I think Pat Fitzgerald is uh, – I, I think he, you know, he is on the for sure chopping block here. Yep. Uh, so I had him six – and I had Justin Wilcox at five. Is Wilcox on your list yeah. at all? Well, okay. So, so here, so after five, I kind of transition into a bit more of these are guys who are under immense pressure because, yes, like, yeah, I'm there's Wilcox. There's I had Hathaway. six. I had six guys that I thought were really good chance of getting fired this year. Than my next four, so I, I think okay, I'm done. Wilcox okay, was in Wilcox, my list yeah. of like getting fired. My next one, my list after that was more of these guys. I mean, if they have a losing season could get canned, but probably are just going to be on an extreme hot seat heading into the following season. So um, I'll keep, we'll keep Wolf, Wilcox at six Cal coach. Yeah. So just yes. Wilcox at six. I mean, Cal's just, and now it's tough because yeah. like, and, and with a lot of these schools, it's kind of like, it's tough because what are their expectations, but their expectations are still better than what they've yeah. had. Never forget. There was a time out there when you could have crafted, if you looked on NFL rosters, the best fantasy team you could have made would have been all Cal football players, right? Mm -hmm. You would have had Aaron Rodgers at quarterback. You would have had Marshawn Lynch and Justin Forsett as your running backs. You would have had Deshaun Jackson as one of your wide receivers. Like they, 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 you know, they had some years there. Yeah. And I would also throw, like, look, I don't want to put him on the list, but like certainly like Jeff Halfley from Boston College, somebody we talked about the other day, he's probably uh, gone. Um, Danny Gonzalez, New Mexico is a name that you constantly see popping up on this list. So there are other names out there, but now let's get into maybe what you could call relative hot seats. Yep. Guys who maybe aren't being fired, but are trending that direction. And by far the one who is close to just being on any hot seat to me, it has to be Mel Tucker. Um, it has, yep. it was an, uh, now, but it is, you know, relatively recent. He had the massive pandemic yeah, year where everything was right. contract though. Is it, is he that hot with the contract? Well, they gave but, him a but, massive contract. Yeah, but Michigan State fans like Michigan State is football. I mean, I guess you know that. I guess I know. not true. They have, they have, they have. They, they, I guess that's what kept me off. I agree. He's on the hot seat, but he's they they're paying him so much money. I don't know the exact number of what the buyout is. I just I don't think they can get rid of him. I think they're at a point right now where one, it's still early on in his contract, and two. It's a, it's a pretty hefty buyout for him to go buy by. I agree. Like if if the money wasn't an issue, hell yeah. If they had another you know average season, which it kind of looks like, you just lost your your Ooh, your receiver, your top Aaron. receiver to Florida State. You just lost your quarterback to Auburn. What what's the buyout? It ain't it ain't shit. It ain't okay. This is interesting because he is getting nine and a half million a year. Um, Wait, hold on. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Let me make sure. I'm seeing. I'm sorry. I'm. I'm seeing a bit. I. I don't want to comment publicly on the buyout quite yet because this. This yeah. article feels like it's telling me like two different stories that it might not be that expensive. But then I was also a line that maybe says it is. Uh, either way, the overall point is that 
Michigan State loves football. They're crazy about football. Go look at the facilities. Uh, yep. they, they were, you know, just a little while ago, they were the cream of the crop in the Big Ten, and now they've fallen in completely hard times, and there's no worse feeling in college football, like literally no worse feeling than feeling like you backed the wrong horse. And if you're a Michigan State fan, how could you not feel like that right now where he used the outlier pandemic year in which he was ahead of curve to jump up, but now you've fallen completely back down. He doesn't have any other good years on the resume to point back on and say, okay, well, look, he can do this. Um, it doesn't seem like his players like him all are want to play for him. He's got a starting quarterback transferring. Keon Coleman's now going to FSU, which you were trying to fuck with me about um, because obviously Seminole's getting stronger now ahead of the game with LSU to start the year. So like, no, it's uh, like we said the other day, big trouble in East Lansing. And, and I guess, you might be right about the contract. Well, we'll, we'll I'll, I'll, I'll do my homework here and, and learn the exact details of it. But ultimately, that feeling of feeling like you threw your lot in, like you committed to the wrong guy, it's such a toxic feeling. Yep. And it breeds so much ill will that you could talk yourself into logical insanity. Something Dan Carlin talks about in the Hardcore History podcast, logical and Sandy, looking at World War II, like how do you get to the point where dropping nukes in your mind feels like a humane option? Well, in the same way, you can fucking talk yourself into paying $80 million to get rid of this guy that you hate, just like at Texas A&M, who I'm sure we'll be talking about here soon. Yep. So I have, I, I have Mel Tucker on this list, right. Darren. Who do you have? So, so I, 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 I would have had him where you put him right there if if – I felt comfortable with where the buyout is. So we'll just say that it's, it's, you know, Michigan state fans are passionate enough that they don't really care what it is that they would make it happen. Then I would put him right there too. I do think that he is on the extreme hot seat right now. So we'll keep Mel at seven. Um, eight is one. I know you're not going to like you and I have debated this a couple of times of just where we think he is in his, his career and, and who he is as a coach. But I do think Billy Napier is in a pretty hot spot right now. Mm. We just talked about Florida State. They just got another big transfer. Uh, they got the receiver from Michigan State. They look like they're going to be one of the top two teams in the ACC. Them and Clemson are kind of the two battling out for for probably winning that conference. George is the best team in America looking to three-peat. You lose both those games. Both those teams are some of the top teams in the country. And I think Florida is going to be an average team once again. I think Florida is a 5-7, and 6-6 six and six team at best. You do that back-to-back seasons – as your biggest rivals are thriving, I think that puts a, and you weren't a power five guy to begin with. I think there's going to be a lot of disgruntled Florida fans out there saying, I don't know if we should have taken him two years ago. Was he ready to move from the group of five to the power five? And we're sick of seeing Georgia have the success, possibly three straight national championships and Florida state doing what they're doing right now. So uh, once again, I don't think that they're good enough this year to have the success to get him off the hot seat. I don't think Ford is going to necessarily get rid of him after year two, but I think that seat's going to be extra, extra hot after once again, a six and six season. So the only thing, cause I, I think you're right about like what the record's going to be. Right. Uh, I will say though, that Andy Staples piece opened my eyes to a lot of things, right. Which is, I don't think I quite appreciated how drastically Florida was behind oh, in yeah. terms of facilities, investment, right? They just kind of thought that they could just be Florida and just go win because it's what they had done. Like you said, the culture was established under Spurrier and Urban Meyer was able to continue that. We don't need all these great resources to, to still win national championships. And so I think it gave them a false sense of confidence. So they were so drastically behind there. 
He's attempted such a roster makeover. And judging from the language of the AD, I feel like he's at least guaranteed three years. Like, like I know, I know it's gonna be tough, but I feel like he's now I absolutely year three, Billy Napier, nuts on the chopping block. So yes. you could he could definitely be one of these guys that falls into like the relative hot seat, but I think he gets a third year, though certainly they have to at least finish stronger. They have, they they did, have to go to uh, a bowl game. Season. I think yeah. they go five yeah, and seven. Sure. They need to go to a bowl game. Yeah, they have to go to a bowl game at least. Um, but but I do think they want to give Napier maybe a little time to work with these new facilities and everything and see what he can do. Um, okay, here's nine, ten. one. Uh, so what do we got? Nine and ten. We only have two spots left. Two spots Shit. left. I have so many coaches that are on the chop are on my nut chopping block. Okay, okay. This is help me out here. Who do we put on next? Um, you know who I want on this list, but he probably doesn't Sork. rise above ten. No, no, but yes. Uh, I want Ryan Day on here. I want him at ten. You know, I, I don't. I agree with this. Not for, I agree for this. I've said for him leaving, not necessarily getting fired, but him going bye bye. Is that where okay, you're at? Well, that's not where I'm at. I just mean in terms of um, again, like 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 pressure, like investor confidence, right? Ryan yeah. Day is not getting fired. He's fucking no. incredible. Look at the record. Look at the offense. Blah 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 blah. But one thing Ohio State fans are not in the business of doing, at least here in the modern era, is losing to Michigan. I mean, if, if you, I mean, Aaron, if you look back, um, well, let me see one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. They were 15 and one previous to these last two years, 15 and one against Michigan. Nothing, we talk about breeding toxicity, nothing makes a fan base more angry than losing the people that you hate the most, okay? Yep. And that's why Michigan fans are ready to run hardball out of town. All of a sudden now, two years, if you lose three years in a row and you again have all the NFL talent in the world and you again don't win the Big Ten and you again fall short of a national championship, even though everybody gives you the benefit of the doubt and puts you in the playoffs, people are going to be furious. Again, not going to be fired, but it'll become real bad feeling up there in Buckeye country. So I want, I want a big relative chopping block for Ryan Day, like, like we're not going to cut his nuts off, but maybe he's going to get a vasectomy. You know, maybe he's not going to be able to have kids anymore. He, he Ryan Day needs to be at number ten. If you don't want it, that's fine. We don't have to put him on the list. But I had to say my piece. All right, so I have three that I think can go in these last two spots. So you tell me if you if you're more passionate about these three. I got okay. I got Jimbo. I got Steve Sarkeesian. I got Eli Drinkwitz. Because I'm viewing this as. I'm viewing this as like guys that could possibly get fired the next year or two. I don't I think Ryan Day's going to get fired anytime soon. I can't work out the passion. Uh, no, I agree. I agree. Ryan Day's not going to get fired. hundred percent. hundred percent. So whatever. I just can't put him on the list for that. We don't have. Okay. So we don't have to put him on the list, but I, I'm glad I got to say my piece. Uh, I can't get there with, I just don't give a shit about firing drink wits. You know, I don't know. Um, Maybe he's on the hot seat, but they were actually kind of good last year. Like they got to fix the offense. Mm. Uh, and what do you mean? They they should have been at least seven and six. Like the Auburn game is yeah, one of those few though. games where you can truly say this is what you should have been. And then they could have beaten oh, George yeah. as well. So, I mean, I know everybody can play this game, but you are as close to an eight and five record last year as I could possibly yeah. imagine. So I don't know. I'm, I don't know if I'm quite there with drink, even though I see his name are you, popping up. Are constantly. you a Jimbo or Steve? Jimbo uh, or Sarkeesian? I'm definitely Jimbo at nine because A&M okay. is mad enough and angry enough. Well, they'll pay $75 million to buy him out. Yep. 
which yeah. is what the buyout is said. I talked to a bunch of A&M fans at a wedding recently, and they were pissed that A&M actually beat LSU because they felt like it gave Jimbo more lifeblood than they actually wanted him to have. Like they were ready to pay $85 million to buy him out. It still seems insane to me, but Texas A&M needs to be the third best team in the West next year. Yep, I agree. All right, so that's nine is Jimbo. I got 10 at Sark. Talk to me, baby. Feed me. Talk to me. Okay, Where's I just want to make sure that to... you're good with that. Uh, you... Well, but there is one other guy on here that I think is even worse than who, Sark. Who, who's that? I'll tell you. Yeah, your name. Christopher Odd. No, he's still earlier in his career. I don't think he's... I think if Texas craps the bet... Like, let's just, like, I'll play the scenario. If both teams are seven and five next year, which coach gets fired? Uh, Sark would probably. Okay, that's a fair point. Sark would get fired before. Sark would get Cause, fired because because Mario Cristofaro in an excellent like this is how you fail upwards. He set the bar so low in year number one that seven and five would be a two game increase. It's actually right out of the yeah. Steve Sarkeesian playbook. Yeah. Uh. Okay. I, I, hmm. so that, for that point alone, I, I think. I think. Sark is more in the hot seat than I don't think either get take fired Justin this year. Wilcox off this list and put Christopher on. No, I know you just want to put Christopher on. Christopher is not in the hot seat just because you hate him. I don't, I have no personal feelings towards Christopher. I just, it's, it's just, it, there's no excuse. You can't be that much more talented than your teammates and have a good quarter. It's not like he didn't have a quarterback. He had the fucking uh, returning ACC like offensive player of the year. Uh, he made he made a, he made a borderline he made an all conference borderline all American quarterback shit and lost to Middle Tennessee bad. and went yeah. five and seven and all the while from a pure recruiting standpoint having more talent than the majority of his opponents. You're telling me you wouldn't rather shit on that than Jeff Wilcox? Like Jeff Wilcox is a cow. Justin Wilcox. Just, I'm going by guys that I legitimately feel like could get fired after the season. I do not think Chris Ball is going to get fired after this year. I think I Wilcox, care. if they have no bad year at Cal, could get fired. His nuts are still on the chopping block. <laughs> at the end of the day, He's this just is an entertainment show. We need people yeah. that are going to get headlines on here. I want to. I, I want to. I want to use my one. You know, each okay. time we kind of get one put okay. our foot down moment. I want Wilcox off the list. I want. I uh, I would so this Jimbo is the list. Eight? So this, let me let me let me okay, yeah, let me do the list. list for you. Okay, here we go. Neil Brown at one, yeah. Tom Allen at two, yeah. Butch Jones at three, Dino Babers at four, Pat Fitzgerald at five, Mel Tucker at six, mm -hmm. Billy Napier at seven, mm -hmm. Jimbo Fisher at eight, Steve Sarkeesian at nine, and um, Mario Christopher at ten. Mario Christopher at ten. Okay, I love it. I'm about it. Okay. Um, but do you think, Ooh. so you think, and now Sark is one year further in, you think yes. Sark is at risk of actually getting fired here? Um, the risk of once again, if they're seven and five, yes. Like it has to be a bad season. And I think that's the teetering. Like if, if, if you're at a part of your career where you have a bad season, is the fan base willing to overlook that season and say, we'll give you another year or would that be the 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 essentially the end of your career at that university? And I do think if Texas would have a bad year this year, a seven and five year, maybe even possibly an eight and four season, 
I do think that seat would get hot enough where they're like, okay, we've given you three years. You've, yep. you, you got, you got the roster. And in year three, you're seven and five. Uh, uh-uh, that, that ain't, that ain't going to cut it heading into the sec. We got to find someone else. Which year two guy has more pressure, Christopher fraud or Brent Venables? Because, because because Oklahoma's, Oklahoma's been better, yeah. they're used to winning. Yes. Well, shit. Do we put Venables instead of Christopher on there then? I mean, heading into the SEC, like if nothing else, Mario Cristobal is going to have the very I have more friendly confines of the ACC yeah. to work in. I, I struggle with that because I have more confidence that Oklahoma can have a better season than Miami. Okay. Fair. That's, That's why. Good. That's a good separating factor. All right. Then just rubber stamp the list. Boom. We're done. Boom. That is in honor of snaps officially becoming snips. Uh, mm. That is your top 10 uh, college football coaches most likely to have their nuts on the chopping block come this fall. Um, huge thank you to everyone for joining us here at Live on Amp. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, heck yeah, we'll be back with our regularly scheduled live YouTube programming next week. Um, wherever you listen to podcasts, you know, Apple, Spotify, please, please, please share with your friends, y'all, rate and review it if you enjoy the show, obviously, right? Um, because that really helps us grow it and everything. Uh, I do want to give a very special thank you to James Castronuovo for uh, holding it down on the production team this week, making it happen with Brum out. Huge thank you to Danny Carnez. Paul Farrington, Pat Gunner, Adam Gracia, as always. Uh, a huge thank you to you, Aaron Murray. Uh, weekend plans? What do you got going on? The wife is going to New York for a girl's trip, so I'm off to the lake with the little ones and the pups so I can get some support from Grandma and Grandpa. Um, Smart. So yeah. Good luck there tomorrow. I'll be praying for you. Please keep us posted. Well, I'll be praying, praying for, for you. T-Bob's nuts tonight. I'll be praying for you as I watch the LSU Tigers uh, just crush your mm-hmm. Georgia Bulldogs Take it in easy Athens us, this weekend. Uh, Paul Skeens, you've never seen someone throw the ball like Paul Skeens. Paul mm-hmm. Skeens is about to ram his 100-mile-an-hour fastball too, too, up your too bad that, Too bad you guys are a one-hit wonder. You got one pitcher. Then after that, Georgia will yeah, still Yeah, but we Great. got one, Bo. We got, got one, one, though. One we ain't shot, even got though. one. What does that make you? A no-hit wonder? Right. Good. It's yeah. like... It's like it's like uh, you know my old man uh, when somebody would call him a has been he said hi that's better than it never was okay <laughs> that's 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 Georgia right now uh, I can't wait I'm actually a little scared because Georgia's actually did you do you realize how good y'all have been in Athens y'all took oh, two or three off of Kentucky took two or three off of Tennessee you swept Arkansas which is yeah. the height of absurdity so um, we gonna see. We go find out. All I know is I'm gonna be snipped up and locked in for the series this weekend. Let's fucking go, dude. Fuck Georgia. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see... See what music does to people. 
it gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleha Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.